The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show. We have a great show today. The topic is going to be, be a badass in business. All right. So we're going to take you all the way from age 18 to age 60. We're going to start with uh, students in education and bring you through to uh, employees, how to make yourself more valuable. We're going to talk about how to start being an entrepreneur and we're going to finish off the hour with <clears throat> how to firm up those contracts to where you ensure your financial stability and success. All right. So if you haven't uh, yet listened to last week's show, if you happen to have missed it, we had a great show last week as well. And it was called Lose the Fat Tire. We talked about fitness, health, weight, and cooking. And we were on with my guest, uh, Dr. Robert Garcia, who's also on with us today. Hi, Robert. How are you today? Hi, Linda. Really good. Glad to be here. Awesome. And my second guest today is also this, one of the sponsors of our show. His name is Michael Brown. He's a business attorney, and that's very uh, fitting for today's topic. And he's going to chime in uh, during his segment. Hi, Michael. How are you today? I'm fine, Linda. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right. So let's get started, shall we? Let's start with uh, students or people who are continuing their education. Rob has some really great websites that you can access, and these are free apprenticeships that you can search for, for these apprenticeships either by state or on the federal level. Rob, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, thanks, Linda. This is a really good alternative for people that are unsure if they want to enter the labor market or go to college. As we know, college costs are expensive, tuition, books, all that stuff. And some people just want to get some skilled technical training and start off at $15 and $20 an hour. Um, and there's some great apprenticeships programs out there that can help pay them while they're learning a skill. Uh, one of the first things that people can do to find these programs is just to pu pull up Google and type in Department of Industrial Relations and CA for California. And what that does is that brings up the entire database of paid apprenticeships um, sorted by county and by uh, occupation. So you can find anything. You can find welding, auto mechanic, computer technician, cosmetology school, all kinds of stuff. 
That sounds really great. Okay, by the way, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of information today. After the show is done, I'll post all these links so you'll have them at your uh, at your ready. So, uh, yeah, I think an apprenticeship is a great way to start your per- career path. Um, you know, a lot of men statistically today are not going to college. I think the reason why they're not going is because the availability ha- of student loans has become so readily available that unfortunately the institutions have taken have abused that and they have increased tuition you know fivefold tenfold like ridiculous amounts to where a lot of times you know you pay for this uh, college education via you, your student loan but then the student worries that oh my gosh how am I going to repay back fifty thousand dollars of debt on day one um, especially when the job market is so uncertain today. You know, a lot of times you look up what are the popular jobs and what, you know, here's the top 10 jobs and here's what they're paying. You know what? At the end of your uh, collegiate career, at the end of the four years, the whole list might have changed. They might be obsolete. So it's really hard to predict where the job market is going to go. Um, sure, there are still uh, jobs that one can get that are applicable no matter what time we're in. Uh, you know, anything that's related to health care, I would say, especially with the baby boomers pretty soon to being uh, retired if they're not already. Um, you know, health care is always a good option. Uh, Michael, why don't you chime in about, you know, if, if uh, the legal avenues would be, legal careers would be a good avenue for, for our listeners, for our students. Well, the legal field will always be here and it will always be growing in particular areas, not all areas of the law. Uh, Paralegal services, law clerk services, um, administrative uh, assistance are all excellent areas that there seems to be uh, a pretty consistent demand that increases, especially as more attorneys like people in the healthcare attempt to do more um, with more support staff instead of uh, requiring uh, a new another professional. But I did want to comment just real briefly on uh, private post-secondary um, institutions such yes. as be a bartender, be a uh, real estate agent. Uh, I actually was an assistant general counsel for one, and I can tell you that anyone who's considering that avenue really needs to do their homework in selecting the right school. And to do so, you really need to check their career placement. You need to talk to graduates. Uh, you need to talk to uh, call up some employers and ask them whether or not they'd even consider hiring from such an institution. Uh, that way you can make an informed decision and you won't end up graduating or spending all that money with a certain amount of knowledge but an ineligibility to uh, obtain a job. That is a really great point. I had a um, a client once, and he was a student, and he was going for his master's degree. <clears throat> and when applying for different schools, he was, you know, he had great grades, great credentials, etc., and he got accepted to these fabulous three East Coast schools. And so I asked him, "How are you narrowing it down?" Which one are you going to choose? And his answer was brilliant. He says, I'm going to choose the one that has placement, job placement. 
So he actually took not the top school, but I think the number two school that was on his list, and he chose that school because they placed you. And that is a very important point. I mean, I myself went to UCLA. <clears throat> Had I known that question back then, you know, people who go to USC, they, it's all about placement. So, yeah, they might charge you more in tuition, but guess what? After you're done with that degree, they certainly do help you. Whereas, you know, at UCLA, I didn't find that to be the case much at all. I mean, you were pretty much on your own. So with the tight job market now, I think placement is should be a very important question that, that you guys ask. <clears throat> all right. So um, we're going to take a, a little uh, station ID when we come back. We're going into segment two. We're going to talk to employees. We'll talk about how to make yourself valuable, how to get that promotion, how to get that raise, and are there avenues for supplemental income. So let's go to the break, and we'll see you back in just a moment. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Do you have a business or are you thinking about starting one? Do you have contracts, leases, and other documents that need legal review to ensure you are protected? If so, contact the law offices of Michael W. Brown for assistance. With over 20 years experience advising clients on business matters, they provide practical legal advice to help you succeed. Their goal is to give the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Visit mwb-law.net or call 949 636-8128 That's the law offices of Michael W. Brown 949-636-8128 Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk.
welcome to the Men's Advocate Show. You are welcome to join us uh, and hop in on this conversation. Write this number down, 951-922-3532. That's 951-922-3532. So you're on with my uh, two guests, Dr. Rob Garcia and Attorney Michael Brown, and we're talking about how to um, how to be a badass in business. So our segment right now, we're going to talk about employees. So how to make yourself valuable, valuable to the point that you get a promotion or a raise. So here's some ideas to ponder. Embrace the change that everybody hates. You do it. Because the, the change has to take place. There is a hole or a neg- negative uh, area in, at your work or what you do in your department. Embrace that, tackle it, and present it to your uh, bosses. And hopefully that will be enough to <clears throat> garner a raise or, or a promotion. Um, also, don't hold people accountable because you're just sounding like a cryberry baby and a gossiper if you hold people accountable. Instead, ask how you can help them and actually help them. So if, if you are a team player and you are joining forces to make the whole department better, you will shine. So come from a place of helping rather than um, holding people accountable. And while we're at it, Try not to gossip or be part of any cliques because you'll automatically exclude certain people and you'll be deemed not a team player. So that's probably not a good tack to take. <clears throat> Find big problems in your department and solve them. Like do your research or call competitors and see how they are dealing with those big problems that need to get solved and see if you can adapt them to your business. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be a competitor. Sometimes it might be something that caught your attention in a related or even an unrelated business that you can apply to your department and make yourself shine. Also, learn to promote your projects. So when you get done with something, um, CEOs and bosses, they love to have comparisons by numbers. So if you can uh, outline either before your review, maybe a month before your review, or shortly after you finish this product uh, project, um, quantify it with numbers. Say, I increased productivity by 12%. Or I decreased um, de- decreased uh, errors or omissions by this amount of percent. So you know they love to see quantification, and that's what helps translate to a raise. Because if you can save the CEO or the company money, or increase their sales in some way, and affect their bottom line, that's how you're going to relate your raise to their bottom line. Like, how did you affect their bottom line? So that's how you do that. All right. Um, Another thing that you should do is spend your personal time expanding skills. In fact, some jobs might even pay for you to go back to school. Some jobs might even pay for that master's degree that you can do part-time either, you know, on the weekends or, or, or at night. Or if you happen to take a class and you can show your boss it directly relates to your job and how you would improve your department by taking this class, I think a lot of managers would agree to that. So can't 
can't hurt to ask, I would bring it up. <clears throat> and then lastly, don't be underpassionate about your ideas. Like figure out an idea, do the research on it, and go promote yourself. See if you can get that idea passed and that project approved so you can uh, be the leader on that particular project. Those are my tips. Hey, guys, um, do you have any tips to add to that, that list? Well, the one, <clears throat> excuse me, the one uh, tip I would add is that should you decide to uh, pursue uh, supplemental income, you need to make sure that you check with your company's policies with regards to conflict of interest and moonlighting. Um, I know a few of my clients have run afoul of uh, certain HR policies, et cetera, with their outside business interests and such. So it's just uh, one of the things that you need to check off before you pursue. Makes a lot of sense. So we're also going to talk about supplemental income, something that might not be re related to your job. Um, Rob, why don't you chime in on this one? You've been very successful with your self-published books. In fact, you're a seven-time author, and you get passive income from self-publishing and putting out these books. So tell people how they can get started with this supplemental income. Absolutely, Linda. There's a, a couple different ways. Um, I was listening to the Flipped Lifestyle podcast, and they talked about making digital products. The great thing about digital products is just like a, a computerized how-to. Uh, if you have a skill set or you're good at something, you can make a PDF about some subject you, you know about, put it on your website, and then set up an auto-generating system 24-7 where somebody buys it and it automatically sends it out. So even while you're sleeping, you're making money. All you have to do is promote the site. Uh, that's that's one way. So my own Blue Dragon University, I sell five modules now from everything, how to be a life coach, how to lose weight fast, all kinds of stuff. And I'm going to have about 20 modules pretty soon. And after I put the modules up, I don't have to do anything. And people are buying them 24-7. So that's one way. The second way I do it is through self-publishing books. I've self-published seven books. The process is a lot easier than people think. I use a site called lulu.com, L-U-L-U. And basically, you just get a Microsoft Word document, you write your book and whatever topic you want, upload it to Lulu at no cost, and they bind it, put it together. Uh, you can pick out a cover, and then all you have to do is they give you a sales page, and you just promote the sales page. When someone buys, that money goes in your pocket every quarter. Awesome. That sounds great. By the way, you're currently listening to our two guests, um, business attorney Michael Brown, and you can reach him at his website, um, which are his initials, mwb-law.net. And you can reach uh, Dr. Robert Garcia, and his website is bluedragonent.com, bluedragonent.com. All right, cool. All right, so um, any other forms of supplemental income we, we should talk about, or should we move on to the next topic? Uh, just real quick, Linda, one thing I've, I've started recently doing is affiliate linking. And what you can do is you can find a popular product that you enjoy, or even do it from Amazon, and you can pop a link onto your website so that if someone goes to your website and they, they click that link and buy something, you get a quarter of that sale. And that's, that's something that people have done very successfully in the past is affiliate, affiliate linking to their website. Awesome. All right. I like that. And uh, by the way, for the listeners out there, if you have not done so already, 
please go to uh, like page, like my Facebook fan page. That's how we help our site grow. Um, and please share share this uh, site and this and this radio program with your friends and family. Um, anyway, the the Facebook fan page, if you haven't done so already, is just like the same name of the show, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Hit like page, which is at the top of the page. All right, great. And by doing so, once a week, you'll get all the updates, like who the guests are, what we're talking about, all the links. You know, don't miss out on that because, um, you know, we'd love to have you join us. All right, let's move on uh, to our next uh, category. We're going to talk about um, tips for starting your own company. All right, so um, I have a little handy checklist here, which I thought was a good one for how do you know if you're ready to be an entrepreneur? Um, So do you have the right business or product idea? So here's some questions to think over. Does it solve a problem? Is it innovative? Can you afford to make it happen? Is there a barrier for entry for others, meaning are you the only one who could do it, or can someone with more money copy it tomorrow and do it better than you? Um, another thing to think about is, is it, a, is it an original idea? Um, does the market want or need what I have to sell? That's a good one. Um, have you thought through most of the scenarios that you can think of that will help make your business a success? Do you know who your target audience is? Do you have time for it? Can you do this in your spare time, nights, weekends, vacations? Do you have the support team to make it happen? Uh, Do you have the capability to market your idea to get that word out? All right, so these are all very important questions um, to get you off the ground. Some of you might might have an idea that's in the same line of work of what you're doing now, and sometimes it might be in a completely different field. Um, Michael, do you want to chime in on this one and uh, give... Give our listeners uh, any tips with how do they know if they're ready to get started being an entrepreneur? Well, um, you can have the drive, you can have the passion, you can have the idea. But if you don't have a plan, you're going to run into some major obstacles and problems. And uh, my best advice is to work with someone, uh, select a mentor, Um, select a consultant, someone to help guide you through the process. Obviously, anybody you consult with, you want to make sure that you have a confidentiality agreement in place so that they don't steal your idea and and critical information doesn't leak out. Um, But some of the things you need to look at, whatever your idea is, is how heavily is it regulated? Um, Because many times people select particular ideas, products, or services that um, based on the licensing requirements and the quality uh, procedures that have to be uh, followed become basically uh, economically not viable. So uh, it takes a lot of homework and having a plan and having someone to mentor you through it. Excellent tips. Rob, do you want to chime in? How how would you tell someone um, if they're ready or not to start a business? 
Yeah, Michael uh, brought up some really good points. It is important to do your homework and to not jump in uh, feet first. You have to really, um, I'm sorry, face first. You have to really plot out your timeline, your milestones, and I would say save a year's worth of income before you even think about this and do not quit your day job until you start seeing money come in regularly because you, you could put yourself in a world of hurt. There's a lot of expenses that will pop up, a lot of things you won't be ready for. But it is uh, it, it is a worthwhile venture still, even in 2015, to start your own company and to uh, to chase your passion. Awesome, great tips. All right, if you've if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and you're on with my guests, Attorney Michael Brown and Dr. Robert Garcia. We're talking about how to really kill it in business. Our current topic is how do you know that you're ready to start uh, your own business? We're going to talk more about this subject when we come back from the break. We'd love to have you join us. Call us at 951-922-3532. That's 951-922-3532. We'll see you back home. guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about basic tips to start your own company. Um, let's talk about SBA, which is short for Small Business Administration. Um, you can get 
federal money that's very cheap at a low interest rate uh, from the government. Um, unfortunately, there's government paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork. It might take you to, it might take you about six months to get the financing, but it's an excellent source of uh, um, you know funds to help start your business. So, Rob, you have some uh, key points to talk about SBA loans. Yeah, uh, the SBA.gov site is really good, Linda, for for uh, small business owners that are starting out. If you go to the site, you'll see a wealth of information um, telling you how to define your business. They offer free business plans and uh, guides for, for mapping out what type of business you're going to own. And they also talk about how to get your license if you need to because certain certain industries will require a federal license such as dealing in alcohol or firearms, whereas other ones will just need a state license. And, and they have a really handy drop-down feature where you can search for your state and your industry to make sure that you're in compliance with all regulations. Um, they do offer financing. They offer both. They offer uh, venture capital financing, which is outside investment. They offer uh, government grants, which are free uh, grants to help you towards your business. And they offer, like you said, low interest loans. Awesome. And, and a lot of times, if you already have a business relationship with your local bank, um, you can go to them. Most of those banks do have an, an SBA person, a designated person that will help facilitate that loan. So you don't have to be um, in the dark and handle all the government paperwork yourself. Usually that loan officer at the bank will be the intermediary between you and the government. Um, Michael, you had a couple of thoughts on SBA loans as well? Uh, SBA loans are challenging. Um, they do take uh, generally 90 days just to get your approval, and then uh, there's no guarantee uh, that they'll even meet that time frame. Um, they are very good sources of funding, um, but I've got to tell you also that uh, those who do pursue that funding uh, are personally liable. And I've had a couple of clients who have not been successful and ended up uh, for the next three to four years uh, in negotiations, so to speak, with the SBA on repayment terms. And so it's just like any other loan. Uh, there are consequences. So again, if you do your homework, if you wait until you have a, a viable income coming in from your business, that might be the more appropriate time to be uh, following through with uh, an SBA loan application process. That's a very good point. So you're saying that they might be personally liable for the outstanding debt in the event that the business fails. Is that what you're saying? They will be. Got it. Wow. That's an important point. Um, also for our listeners, the best time to get a loan, I know you guys all want money on day one, but the best time to get a loan is after you've already been in business for two years. In the loan business, two years is that magic number, whether you apply for a line of credit with your bank or an SBA loan or any type of loan uh, for that matter. They're a tiny bit more lenient if you've already been in business and you can show them the till, you can show them you've got positive cash flow going, and most businesses are going to fail, 90% of the new businesses are going to fail within those first two years. So if you've made it past that magical two-year mark, you're in the 10% and you are looked at a lot more differently than somebody who is absolutely brand new. 
All right. So let's uh, move on to other sources of financing because probably that's that's a key question that potential entrepreneurs are going to have is they have a great idea with a product or a service, but goodness knows, how am I going to get financing to pull this off? You know, in the event that you can't get a bank loan or an SBA loan, what are some other avenues that people should try? Rob, do you want to hop in? Well, you should always start off as close as you can in your life. life. So you can ask friends. You can um, maybe raise a GoFundMe. Um, you can ask relatives. And then if you're a, a military veteran, there's a lot of uh, business loans given out to vets. The old uh, Patriot Loan Program was pretty good. I'm not sure if that's still around, but I know it was kind of obscure. Maybe Michael could, could uh, talk about that one a little bit. Um, t- yeah, to be honest with you, I, I, I've heard a bit. Um, I do not know if it's uh, still in effect. I think one of the issues that many people need to be concerned about with regards to alternative uh, financing is the fact that you've got to be very careful how you approach others because there are certain security rules about what's known as making an offering uh, to purchase an investment interest in a, a company that need to be complied with. And so, therefore, if you plan to seek out uh, alternative financing uh, from others and probably your close family, uh, you should probably consult lawyers to make sure that none of your uh, actions uh, violate any of the security laws. Absolutely. And also, when you're trying to raise capital, you might exchange shares in the company for that capital. Once again, that's that's a great time to call Michael and to help him sort out, you know, all that paperwork and the contracts associated with that. Do not even think of going down that road without having the the proper contracts in place to uh, make that happen. Don't you agree, Michael? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've seen so many people uh, who've had great companies and uh, they started their own uh, stock system where they had a preferred uh, set of stock or class and then they had a common and they got themselves so wrapped up that when it came time to either sell their business because it was a good uh, economical decision or to get a loan or to do some other activity that would require shareholders approval, uh, they had a very difficult time because they had all these different shareholders who were actually really just uh, benefactors or uh, individuals who loan money. They weren't active shareholders. So it is definitely something that needs to be thought out and uh, mapped out before you proceed. Awesome. And by the way, when we were, when you and I were talking a couple of weeks ago when you were on my show, and I told the, the listeners how I went to Michael um, and had him review my personal contract, my employment contract, because there was a clause that I wanted in there that wasn't in there, the intellectual property clause. Anyway, I just wanted to let the listeners know that my contract was eight pages long, and I thought, oh boy, this bill is going to be huge. turned out that Michael like was able to review it, comment on it, add the, the clauses that I need with the needed with the correct verbiage only took him a half hour. So boy, oh boy, was that half hour worth it to me because down the line, you know, that's something if I didn't have that clause, that could have cost me tens of thousands of dollars, if not more. 
So um, don't be afraid to give Michael a call. He's easy to reach. Um, His phone number is 949-636-8128, And, you know, it's not the whole legal thing is not as scary as you think. He makes it uh, very easy and, and, uh, you know, it's easy to comprehend and it's easy on your pocketbook, too. I think you'll really enjoy working with him. Thank you, Linda. Awesome. All right. So um, let's talk a little bit more about contracts as well. Um, You know, a lot of these entrepreneurs are now going to face a lot of legal paperwork that come across their desk. So this might be a good opportunity to talk about what types of paperwork they should be on the lookout um, meaning that let's say they switch now, they're no, no longer an employee status, they might switch and be what's called an independent contractor. So that means you're working for yourself, you're responsible for your own taxes, um, usually the, the vendor is going to give you what's called a 1099 and you have to now file the appropriate schedules in your tax return, namely Schedule C. And uh, But Let's say, um, you know, by doing so, by switching that status from employee to uh, independent contractor, should the person be getting an independent contractor uh, agreement, some sort of contract? What do you say to that, Michael? Well, my, uh, my advice is always, if it's not in writing, it probably didn't happen. Um, <laughs> because uh, I, I can't tell you the number of clients I speak to who come to me uh, who said, well, we, it was in an email or we called and, and we talked about it or it was during this meeting. And it's very, very difficult when the other side decides not to uh, keep their word, basically. Um, what I strongly suggest is, is, yes, you have an independent contractor agreement and you also make sure that you're contracting in the right entity. See, as an employee, you are employed as an individual. But if you branch off to do your own consulting or own service business, you may want to consider forming an LLC, forming a corporation, or maybe you're going to do a partnership, in which case you want to make sure your independent contractor agreement is with that entity, not with you. There are many tax consequences uh, from how you contract with other people and such. So uh, that is an important factor to consider when you decide to go out on your own. All very good points. All right, let's shift our focus now to, let's say you're starting a business, you can't do it on your own, and let's say you're going to take on a partner or more than one partner. That also, I think, would be a good time to jot down a a contract. Don't you agree? Absolutely, even if it's between a husband and wife, especially if it's between a husband and wife. You're both going to be starting this business. As I advise most all my clients, anytime you form a new entity, whether it's a corporation, an LLC, or a partnership, the first thing you do is you map out an exit strategy so that should, for some reason, the business not succeed or one party decides it's not for them, you have a pre-agreed upon exit strategy so there is an expectation, Um, whether it be you buy them out, they buy you out, you dissolve the business, uh, it's sold to a third party. All those issues need to be addressed. And of course, you need to have it in writing. 
Absolutely. If for no, no other reason other than to spell out what every person's responsibility is. You know, if one person is really good at the technical end or the engineering end, and then the other person is responsible for sales, map that all out. So there's, you know, the more that's on paper, the less there's going to be confusion and chaos and lack of communication. And that's usually when people get into hot water and they start suing people, etc. So all that kind of stuff needs to be mapped out. <clears throat> all right. Um, you're, if you've currently tuned in, you're listening to the Men's Advo- Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Copy down this number and call us. We'd love to have you join us. 951-922-3532. 951-922-3532. We're talking about business, how to start your own business, and right after the break, we're going to continue with possible uh, contracts that might come up as a result of starting your business. We'll see you back in just a moment. Want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Law Offices of Michael W. Brown gives the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Save this number now, 949-636-8128. That's the Law Offices of Michael W. Brown, 949-636-8128. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMAT 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We're welcome to. We're here to welcome your calls. 951-922-3532. 951-922-3532. You can also uh, email me on face on my Facebook fan page. Um, it's Facebook, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, or you can post it. 
post your question or comment right to my wall. I will see it. I watch it during the show. All right. And by the way, this show is made possible by listeners just like you. You can be a sponsor. We have uh, on-air sponsorship programs to fit practically any budget. Um, if you cannot be a sponsor at this juncture, there's many ways that you can participate and help our show. You can donate. You can share, tweet, subscribe to TuneIn, uh, call in, and like the Facebook fan page. And most important of all, tell your friends and family that we're here. Every Wednesday, we're on live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, so we were talking about contracts, and, um, you know, sometimes when I start a new venture, what I do is I, I go on the net and I find other businesses that are in a similar venue of the business that I want to create or start, and I get, like, boilerplate verbiage, and then I kind of put that all together, and then I ship it off to Michael and let him do the heavy lifting, let him make sense of it. Um, I, I tell Michael, here's the clauses that are important to me. And by the way, folks, don't always accept somebody else's contract. What I learned was it's the person who adds the, the clause, that's the one who has the power in the relationship. So just because you, you want to get your needs met and your rights protected, it's the person who adds the clause that has the final word on everything. So you want to be that person. So that's how I start with my legal um, contracts. Rob, what's your experience like with the businesses that you've started? Um, can you mention one or two contracts that have come uh, that have become relevant for when you were doing your new businesses? Yeah, absolutely, Linda. Uh, as a life coach, I'm technically a consultant, which means there's a lot of subjectivity, a lot of places for a client to say, well, you promised you were going to do this, or you promised you were going to do that. So a contract is very important. Um, also, when discussing uh, certain things with a client, it's important to have them sign a non-disclosure agreement because you might be ta- uh, telling them proprietary things that are important in business that you don't want stolen. A non-disclosure or otherwise known as a confidentiality agreement is a, a, just a great way to make sure that your 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 business secrets are safe and your property is safe. Um, when doing a contract, I, I like to specify the exact services that are going to be rendered. I uh, I make sure that there are no results that are promised that I can't deliver. And I make sure that all expenses are covered within the contract so that neither party can back out. Or I, I had a designer raise an estimate on me, but because we had a contract, he couldn't move forward with it. And that's something you've got to, as, as Michael can attest to, people change their mind. That's oh, the bottom line. Definitely. Or they have faulty memory. They don't remember the conversation quite the same way that you did. So, you know, putting it down in writing really relieves a lot of that confusion. Um, Michael, a question had come up with uh, what about prepaid legal services? You know, can, can the listener get boilerplate contracts, you know, from those types of services? What's your opinion on that? Um. I have reservations uh, about uh, certain uh, prepaid uh, services. Uh, they they do provide, you know, adequate forms, but unfortunately, they're very general. So unless you've got a very general situation, uh, which very few situations are, um, you're probably going to need some sort of customization to address particular issues. Um, so my if you're in a bind, whether it be financially or time-wise, 
um, they might do the job, but it's not uh, what I would suggest or recommend. Um, I really would recommend, like, for instance, like what you do, Linda, you, you look for the clauses that you think are important. You send it to me. I massage it into a single document, and you're ready to go. Uh, many issues that I see with people starting businesses is they sign the template that is given to them. I've seen people sign contracts that literally go on forever. There's no ability to terminate, whether it's a janitorial service or a food service. Um, so, you know, these contracts basically can really, really impact the likelihood of your success um, if they're not reviewed properly. Got it. That makes sense. All right. Let's let's talk about other contracts that may come up for you. Um, you might be going into a location, a brick and mortar location, and perhaps a new lease is in order. Um, so that's a contract that you should have reviewed by an by an attorney as well. What sorts of things would you be looking for when you review somebody's lease? As I would review it, uh, my my primary areas are liability, um, indemnification. Uh, things where the landlord is going to try and hold you as a tenant liable. And I do my very best to restrict any liability to only those things that a tenant may have control over. So if, for instance, somebody is walking, uh, you know, in a common area uh, and they trip and fall, there shouldn't be a reason that you need to indemnify the landlord. But you'd be surprised. Most standard real estate leases are extremely one-sided in favor of the landlord. Second areas are uh, common area maintenance fees, which can also add to your rental charge a huge amount. If they decide to repaint the building, add on, they uh, if the provisions aren't reviewed, they can have the right to pass that cost on to you. Right. Did you have a previous... Um a client who maybe didn't have a certain clause that really like got them in a, in a lot of hot water or cost them a lot of money because that clause wasn't there. Well, yes. And, and my reference to the common area maintenance charges were exactly that reason. Uh, because when the landlord sold the building to a new landlord, uh, the new landlord went back and basically reassessed uh, because of an error that the prior landlord had made, and uh, the land, the tenant ended up uh, spending an additional two hundred, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They had to come up with in thirty days wow. to pay those to pay those back camp charges. Yes. Oh, that's horrible. Huh. Now, had they had they had it reviewed, you generally put in a provision that says if you want to claim. Any charges, you have to do so within 30 days at the end of the charge, uh, not two, three years down the road. Right. Um, so, you know, these are things that can, like I said, really sneak up and uh, create a lot of havoc for a business. Gotcha. All right. We touched about, uh, upon this just a bit with uh, with Rob's answer, but... What about if you're a brand new uh, entrepreneur and you're ser- and you're supplying your customer with a product or a service? What about terms of service contracts with your customers or possibly with your affiliates? Well, if you're the provider, uh, I always recommend you have your own template. 
Um, it depends on the industry, but in general, where you're the service provider or the product provider, most companies will accept or start to work with your template. And if you have your own template, obviously you're going to ensure that the terms are what you expect and what you want your client to expect uh, from it, which means that generally you're going to have very fair terms. Uh, you're going to cover liability. You're going to cover insurance. You're going to cover indemnification. You're going to cover non-payment. You're going to cover how you can terminate. All the things that you need to know because, let's face it, there are times when a deal looks great, you enter into the contract, but circumstances change, and for some reason, you may want to exit the contract. Very true. You know, life happens. <laughs> As they say, I can't say the other word, but you got it. Um, yeah, there's to uh, foresee the possible scenarios that might happen that are not in your favor, that's what this contract is for. So, Map it all out, and uh, Michael will help you with those sorts of issues. All right, um, everybody, we're just uh, wrapping up here in our final uh, closing thoughts. Rob, uh, do you have some other thoughts for entrepreneurs as to how do they know they're ready to be an entrepreneur or types of businesses they, could, they should get in or, you know, whatever comes to mind that we haven't covered? They should definitely go with something they're experienced in instead of just jumping into a brand new market. They have no idea about if they're, uh, you know, if they have a certain aptitude or they've always had an interest in a certain subject. That's really the business they should be in. Something they'll they'll enjoy doing. Okay, Rob. And oh, you also had the link for the the federal link, right? Let's let's tell the listeners how they can uh, Google that, please. Yeah, to check for the, the full- uh, for the apprenticeships. Yeah, for the full government link, you just Google Department of Labor Apprenticeships, and that gives you a searchable state-by-state map. Awesome. And, uh, Michael, do you have any uh, closing comments? Anything more to add that we haven't covered? Just that uh, I love entrepreneurs. I think they're great. Don't give up on your passion. You'll run into obstacles. You'll run into pitfalls. Just don't give up. Don't give up. and. uh, Probably your biggest pitfall is your direct family who's going to tell you, uh, you know, you can't do it. You can't make it. It's too hard. It's too this. If you believe in your passion enough, I believe that you can make it and you will make it despite all the obstacles. All right. We'll see you next time, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, the Men's Advocate Show. Be there. Tell your friends. 